0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. Today, Saturday morning, we're going to be going over our favorite uh, touchdown prop bets. We'll look at some other bets throughout the way here, but we're using DraftKings Sportsbook. We're joined by Jesse. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
1: Good morning. How are we doing?
0: Doing great. Uh, We kind of took a peek at some of these games earlier before the show started. We have a good idea of some things. It seems like last week was just awful. Uh, We don't even need to talk about it, but uh, there's some excitement this week. We're starting to get some more... Fun things. We have some more data points. We'll be pulling up uh, yards and touchdowns allowed. Uh, so we have some better information here, but let's hop right into the Buffalo Bills in the New York Jets. Uh, let, me, let me hit the t- touchdown score tab here, and I'll just let you see uh, what's sticking out to you, Jesse. You got Digs at minus 105, but uh, like and Moss was cleared for concussion protocols today. Uh, are there any names, any games here that stick out for your touchdown
1: prop? Yes, I mean... We expected last week to be a good week for Buffalo all around, and it was just a complete dud. So hoping for a bounce back um, with Zach Moss playing. I, I did like Devin Singletary throughout the week. I had him in a bunch of lineups ready to go. Um, you know, Obviously, there's still a chance that he gets a touchdown, but it's definitely with Zach Moss in there, he's Zach Moss' is their goal line guy. He's, I think, the preferred running back at this point. Um, so, you know, you look at Stephon Diggs in a good spot, Sanders, Beasley. Um, one of the, you know, these guys are probably going to hit Josh Allen rushing touchdowns, always on the board. Um, you know, it's just where the touchdown is going to come from. Last week, it's kind of like take what we said last week and just apply it back to this week. Mm-hmm. It's all fair game against one of the worst defenses in the league.
0: Uh, I'm interested in Dawson Knox. He's had a full practice week, uh, he's plus 175. And Uh, The offense hasn't looked great while he's been sidelined, so I think Dawson Knox could be a lot of fun there, and he's got plus 175. I do want to just take a peek at the QB props. Josh Allen, over two and a half touchdowns, it's plus 155. Uh, I took him to get over this number last week against the Jaguars, but uh, perhaps against the Jets, that could be fun. Uh, But the way to get points on the New York Jets is they are very vulnerable against running backs. They've allowed the most running back points Ah, uh, for PPR purposes. So, how do you split Zach Moss and Devin Singletary up? Like, sure, Devin Singletary, If we take Zach Moss, it's going to be that Singletary thirty-five yard carry for the house. Like, it's it's hard to project which one. So, I think Zach Moss does make the most sense. Uh, but if we had to pick our favorites, our favorite Buffalo Bill to score a touchdown, which one? I guess we we like them all, right? Like any like legit any of these top top seven guys could score a touchdown it's not gonna surprise us so it's hard to pick just one but if you had to pick one
1: who do you like yeah, I mean 16 touchdowns on the ground to running backs josh allen is their number one running back so josh allen plus 100 josh allen rushing touchdown i like I, it i just think that's yeah and when they get inside the five-yard line like who's gonna score on the ground and the most likely is josh allen you know with Moss dinged up Maybe Singletary gets a little more action this week, but it's, it's, you know, hard to say. You got to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit on that one. I got a weird tingly vibe for Emmanuel Sanders just this week. If you're
0: feeling risky, I know it's, it doesn't seem to like make a lot of sense, but it that's kind of seems like what Sanders does is like, anytime you like discount him or dismiss him, like that's when he'll kind of show up and he hasn't really, he's had a, fa- a bad few games in a row. So I think Sanders could be due for a nice one. So. For sure, though, we're going to take Josh Allen to score. We're not even going to talk about the Jets. We'll move on to the next game. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Washington football team, uh, both interesting. Both teams are coming off a bye. I think that's kind of rare. I don't remember the last time I've seen something like that. Uh, but we know Washington football team, they allow a ton of quarterback points. They allow a ton of wide receiver points. So Those are our favorites probably in this game. But uh, as we look at
1: this, Jesse, what sticks out? Yeah, as we talked about it, being in the show, Mike Evans minus 110. No Grant. Godwin is still a game time decision. Antonio Brown is out. So that seems like the favorite right there. Like you mentioned, he was able to score on Marshawn on Lattimore. Not something that he's done a lot in his career. So he's firing, he's playing well. Um yeah, I think that's the easy one in this game. And
0: so worst case scenario, Chris Godwin does not play that. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna see that Mike Evans, you know, prop. Blown up a little bit there, uh, but if no Evans, I, I like Tyler Johnson. Maybe not to score, but maybe his receiving yards and receptions could be kind of fun to look at. Just monitor the Godwin. Uh, if Godwin plays, there's a good chance he could score a touchdown too. So I wouldn't be opposed taking that touchdown prop bet. Uh, are there any other bucks here? Like Fournette, like I like Leonard Fournette, but uh, let me just pull up and see what Washington has allowed for. I mean they're one of the stronger teams here. They've actually allowed 5 rushing touchdowns and 4 receiving touchdowns, so 9 total TDs. I suppose we could see Leonard catch one and run one in. So I guess minus 110. I I prefer Evans here. Anybody else stick out? Like if, if Washington's going to score, it's probably Terry McLaurin. Uh, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are there.
1: Yeah, I was, I was curious about the yardage for Terry cuz uh, you know, I don't know how much they're going to score, but Terry's going to be the, you know, a featured guy. So 73 and a half. I'm just kind of looking at guys who kind of hitting close to that range. Myers hit 70. Deshaun Jackson had up buck 20. Cup had 96 Uh, earlier in the year. Cooper and Lamb both cleared that mark. But recently, I mean, you know, the competition is New Orleans, Chicago, Philly, Miami. So not a lot of great receivers, but all of them have hit 60 or less yards against the Tampa Tampa defense. Um, So this might be a spot though where Terry maybe can get enough targets, get enough usage where the Bucks are up. But uh, I mean, on the flip coin, you said this could be another like one of those grinder games, kind of like Baltimore, Miami earlier in the week. It kind of took a while, but um, people are people are hammering Terry over five and a half receptions.
0: So like if you say he gets six catches, he's probably over 10 yards per catch, which would put him uh, right kind of there at that sweet spot of 74 yards. Kind of interested there Uh, outside of Terry McLaurin. Like I J.D. McKissick over four and a half catches J.D. McKissick. 30 receiving yards i think that's probably one of the safest and it's a pretty low total so i I don't mind that at all uh ricky seals jones i think is going to be the starter doesn't sound like they want logan thomas in this week right away but i don't know like any other final thought like should we look at the qb props real quick they got tom brady here over three touchdowns basically to win this i don't know if i trust it um
1: yeah, there's just not, you know, this is another game where, like, it kind of feels like it might be a slugfest. Um, if it's a game that Tampa Bay just runs away with, then that's where the Terry props start hitting the Ricky Seals, the JD McKiss, the G yardage. Uh, just don't feel good about the touchdowns out of Washington, so it's really hard to, like, have confidence in anyone scoring. Antonio Gibson, just, like, they're not using him. Is he banged up? Is he not banged up? Like, do they like Patterson? Like, what you know, what, what's the deal there?
0: So uh, they don't have Tyler Johnson numbers up yet. So they're clearly waiting on Godwin to be in or out. Uh, So watch for that. This should be, I think it's going to be more of a a slow paced kind of rock fight type game. We'll see if Washington wants to keep Tom Brady and the offense off the field. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how it goes. And again, I just, I like the wrinkle that both teams are coming off of a bye, So we should see their best stuff this week, Uh, but let's move to a more exciting game, the Falcons and the Cowboys. Um, We talked before the show that, Probably going to be a nice bounce back for Dallas. They are at home in this one. And the Falcons defense, if I remember correctly, let me see. One of the worst in the league here. They're giving up the sixth most total points. They're generous to QBs, running backs. For some reason, they limit wide receivers and tight ends a little bit, but we should be liking Zeke, Dak. Uh, What do you like for scoring touchdowns
1: here? Zeke at minus 165, and then everybody else is kind of fair play here. Yeah, Zeke 165 last week. He was in a smash spot, and he looked like he got dinged up, so wasn't really playing um haven't really heard much as far as like injuries from him this week so i think he's okay and he should be in a good spot 165 if you want to kind of maybe call that the free money bet it would be a safe play and the rest of these receivers it's like pick your poison is michael gallup going to get cleared in time you know dalton schultz without like jarlin's you know always an intriguing spot but falcon's pretty good against the tight end this year um you know it's in It's in one of those games where people are going to score touchdowns, but like where the confidence, where's the confidence and who's going to get those touchdowns. Well, they got Dak at two and
0: a half. It's going to be, I I don't know if I see him getting three because we like Zeke quite a bit here Two probably feels a little bit right. People are hitting that under two and a half. So I don't know if I like that, Uh, but people are hitting the over on Matt Ryan. So if you say Matt Ryan's going to throw two touchdowns, uh, we're probably looking at Kyle Pitts for one, uh, mm-hmm. who I can see Kyle Pitts having a good game uh, in Dallas Stadium. Uh, Russell Gage, I don't know if I view him as a touchdown scorer, but it's Pitts or Patterson. Uh, do you have any thoughts here on who catches
1: Atlanta touchdowns? Yeah, I like, blo- I like both of them, actually. You know? This is a more concentrated offense. This is where we like to like find those good, positive touchdown bets. In a game that's implied for, what, 55 points, I think, there's going to be some touchdowns thrown. Matt Ryan's playing good football. People are afraid of Pitts because Diggs is going to be on him, but if you strip away Diggs' interceptions, he's actually been one of the worst cornerbacks in the league. Um, so while interceptions are flashy, it doesn't make for a good defensive back. You know, he's, he's, the thing is there is he's going for the ints because he's he's taking a risky play. He's yeah. you know, trying to cut the corners. He's trying to read the routes, and when he's wrong, guess what? You're giving up a 60-yard Kyle Pitts touchdown. Tim Patrick last week, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I like how it fits a lot, plus 150. I think that's actually a really nice line. Um, Cordero yeah. at plus 115. I mean, he can do it from the ground or through the air. So that's always a, you know, playing very good football. Mike Davis is essentially just a, a dusty rock at this point. Uh, just real
0: quick looking at the rushing receiving props. Zeke at 75.5. People are liking that though for minus 120. Uh, I don't really care about the rushing yards for the other players, uh, but for receiving yards, Kyle Pitts at 68 and a half. I mean, I don't know how tight the Cowboys are against the tight end, but again, Pitts really isn't a tight end, but the Cowboys are generous to the tight ends. They're one of the, the, the worst teams there. And then against the wide receivers here, they are pretty, pretty fruitful against as well. So Pitts 69, I, I could see that being a good one. I'd probably just yeah. rather take,
1: I don't though, if I'm going to bet, uh, any thoughts on these these rushing receiving totals? Yeah, for all intended purposes, Pitts is their wide receiver one right now, right? Um, I mean, Gage is definitely not a one. A, a, I mean, a limit, Olamide the was the red zone guy last week, getting two touchdowns. So I think like if you're trying to bet on him scoring again, probably not a great. 24 and a half yards is kind of interesting, just in the fact that he's like he's on the field enough. So like yeah. it's a pretty low number. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I might be calling this my Kyle Pitts week, you know, having a big one, getting the end zone.
0: And it, well, Pitts just kind of seems like the guy that like it, uh, he's playing the Cowboys. That's a that's a pretty. It's, you know, sometimes that's a big deal for young players. You're going to Jerry World and, you know, it's, it's going to be a hyped game, uh, pregame and everything. So I could see Pitts turning up for this one. Uh, I think that's a good call. Uh, But let's move on to the Saints and the Titans. We kind of talked before this one. Uh, There's really not too many bets that we feel good about in this game. If you have to take one, I like the Mark Ingram plus 100 rushing touchdown. If they get close, he's the one guy that I feel good about. Uh, And then on the Titans side, like I probably can't put money down on Adrian Peterson. The Saints are pretty stout against the run. Uh, But A.J. Brown, like I think you could probably put a, a prop bet on A.J. Brown touchdown every week. By the end of the season, you'll probably have come out positive. Uh, but what do, what do you think here for
1: the Titans and the Saints? Yeah, I mean, last three games, the Saints have given up six touchdowns to receivers. Uh, Julio Jones playing or not playing might kind of swing into this a little bit. But is Julio a touchdown guy? Has he really been doing much? I mean, if anything, he might take a little bit of coverage away from A.J. Brown. And uh, yeah, A.J. Brown's just watch the man play football. He He's good at football. Marshawn Lattimore. He's he's a good cornerback, but like he definitely like just kind of will kind of stutter throughout the season, and this is definitely a good spot for AJ Brown, but other than that, it's it's not a pretty game. I mean, look at the Saints outside of Mark Ingram, you're looking at plus two forty as the next guy. It's like Trevor Simeon. You just can't trust much on that end of the ball. There's no Kamara, so like where are they gonna like how are they gonna move the chains on a regular basis?
0: So the Titans just so happen to be the second worst against the wide receiver. Essentially, they're tied with the football team, Uh, but if there's going to be a big player or two in the game from the passing game, uh, I like Deontay Harris. He's actually been one of the better receivers for Trevor Simeon the last few weeks. Uh, Harris has seen 15 targets in the last two games, seven and eight, Uh, and he's actually been a guy that probably should be added in redraft leagues, whether it's a wide receiver on your bench or if you're needing to plug someone in and just see what happens, but he's actually been uh pretty fruitful so far this year so I like Deontay Harris as a as a deep deep sleeper probably more of a guy that you want to play uh, maybe I don't know what he is on DraftKings for like a lineup here but Deontay I don't know if you've looked into Deontay Harris's numbers but I've been uh taking a peek at him and he seems to be the receiver that Simeon likes uh the most to move the chains but I, this this game feels tough I like Ingram I like AJ Brown otherwise I'm probably going to stay away from this one uh let's go bounce it to well, I'll let you kind of lead off on this one. This is the Colts and the Jags. Um what uh it's it's what sucks is I mean Jonathan Taylor's odds are not fun for betting. Do you just do you just take the free money? Like what what does a twenty dollar bet on a minus one seventy five? You win you win almost fifty percent here, a little more than fifty percent. Do you just take that money? What do you what do you do with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts?
1: Yeah, kind of what we uh we've been trying to do these last couple of weeks is you know take the Jonathan Taylor, take the Zeke touchdown, put them together, you know, that could hit, you know, that, that might get you close to plus 100. So mm-hmm. then double your money on that two little two man, and you should feel good about it. I mean, last week was just a weird week, you know, in general for some of these running backs, we saw Delvin Cook fail like four rushes in a row to get in from a one. So, um, but I think in general, that kind of play is smart. You know, JT's, he's going to score, right? Zeke has got a very good chance. There's a couple of other running backs we like too, but um, as far as this game goes, you got the, the, you know, the white hot Michael Pittman, who's just scored two last week. He's been kind of just playing very well. Um, in general T.Y. Hilton's back, uh, as you mentioned, before we started the show though. Um, so like, what is what does that mean for Wentz? Um, what does what Wentz, you know, does he try and get T.Y. involved? Um, I mean, as far as like red zone plays go, I think Pittman's still the guy though. Um, so if they're not rushing the ball, I think Pittman's going to get the, the first look. Yeah, there's that Wentz over. People are pounding that. So you're thinking two touchdowns. Who's going to catch those? You get Pittman in there. Pascal Hilton. Maybe Mo Alley gets his, you know, his twenty yard shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, JT is the free money. You know, Pittman's probably my next favor from the Colts side. And then from there, uh, is it's like, it you know,
0: is it responsible for us to advise any Jaguar touchdowns? <laughs> so yeah. the, so the stat that I like is the Colts have allowed the most passing touchdowns. If there's gonna be anything, it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence throwing maybe two touchdowns. And actually his over-under is right at that sweet spot of one and a half plus one twenty-five. If I'm gonna bet on anything, that's probably the one. And then that's probably the week where Trevor Lawrence gets a rushing touchdown or two or something stupid. Um so if I'm looking at a Jaguar touchdown prop bet, that's probably the one. I don't know if I can it's so hard to pick guys outside of James Robinson like who do you who do you throw your money at Marvin Jones LaVisca Jamal Agnew Dan Arnold is kind of fun I think if if you want to bet Jaguars you're probably better off looking at the individual stat props of yards and receptions Dan Arnold 43 and a half that one feels really good uh, anything stick out for you here
1: yeah, Dan Arnold has been the man. He's been the leading receiver for the last few. And if you go back four weeks, he's leading them in yards. So um, if you're saying the Colts bet against quarterbacks, Lawrence hasn't been playing well, but he has been finding Dan Arnold and he's been enjoying the target of Dan Arnold. So not a terrible, I mean, 43.5 is a, it's a lot. It's a big ask. Pittman at 63.5. Yeah, that feels pretty good. I mean, you have to think that there's going to be one receiver that's going to crest 70 yards in this game, right? And, they, I mean, they don't have any
0: TY numbers up there. They do have passable numbers up, but I, I like Michael Pittman. Uh, but any final thoughts on this game, or should we bounce over to the Steelers and the Lions?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet Jags. Um, and the Colts are probably going to score in bunches. So you got JT, Pittman and maybe like a wild Hines touchdown is going to mm-hmm. come in there. We can uh, move on. Steelers
0: hosting the Detroit Lions. We'll kind of be quick about this one. I think so the free money bet that we've been kind of touting the last few weeks. Okay. So if you want to pair a JT touchdown, a Najee Harris touchdown, that increases your odds significantly. Those are probably two of the safest names that we could project for uh project for a rushing touchdown this week. So Najee, naji's going to score. Like there's no way around it. He's going to score. Uh, and if, the Steelers throw a touchdown. There's only two guys, uh, I guess, not named Najee, that I like Deontay and Pat Farmers here. Uh, if you had to choose one, Jesse, are you doing Pat or Deontay? I
1: mean, Pat, Pat's been the TD guy. I mean, Ben Big Ben has a history of finding a guy that he likes in the red zone, locking on to that guy. Pat has gotten. Just touchdowns in bunches, and you can also get this bet boosted on draft you use DraftKings from plus 150 to plus 170. So that puts you in like James Washington territory. So if you're like saying you can get a pat touchdown at James Washington odds, that's that that feels pretty good.
0: Okay. So I like Pat plus 170. Uh just hit the odds boost and then go to NFL. That's where you can find the pat touchdown. Um, I don't even want to recommend or talk about any Lions touchdowns. If you're taking the guy, it's Swift or Hawkinson. Uh, roll the dice, gamble if you must. Uh, but passing touchdowns, who cares? Roethlisberger, Jared Goff. We're not going to be looking at that. Maybe the receiving and the rushing props are interesting. Najee Harris going over ninety-three and a half. If that was like seventy-three or eighty-three and a half, I'm interested. But yeah, and the Steelers really haven't shown us that they're going to get a lot of output. They're going to give a lot of volume to him, but they're not going to give us numbers. Uh, reception yards, Deontay seventy-four and a half. That's kind of fun. Pat thirty-six and a half. Najee's pretty high at 27.5. People Uh, like
1: it a little bit. Interesting.
0: I just want to look real quick at Najee.
1: 125.5 for Najee. How many? I mean, you're basically saying if he's hitting 125, that he's getting over 30 touches. Because if you look at his stats, he's not averaging a ton of yards per carry. Um, But you're saying he's going to get the rock 30, 35 times in a game that they probably win 30 to. I mean, for him to rush for 93 yards, he's got to run the ball 25 times. I mean, uh, yeah, the yards per carry is bad. The O-line is not great, but, like, I mean, he finds he finds ways to swiggle for three, four yards, and he just gets enough volume. So you're saying high-volume game, Najee just hits numbers. Uh, I did see it. I don't know how often they're going to throw this game, but I did see Deontay six-and-a-half was plus 110. Um, so you're saying seven catches in a game without Claypool, without Juju. I don't hate that. It's, you know, I don't think – it's not the most safe bet you can take, but at plus odd, it's not—it's something I might stab, like a half unit on. I just want to
0: see how much Deontay has gone over this number. Um, so seven receptions—he got nine, 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 three nine. Three games he's had nine, but just look at the targets, man. Five games of double-digit targets. If he's gonna get—if you say he's gonna get minimum ten targets, I think that's a pretty good opportunity for him to get seven. But just the fact that he's gotten nine a couple times. It feels kind of nice. Um, any other final ideas here as we look at this mess?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mess. So, I mean, the Pittsburgh defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like it's as good as people like make it out to be. You know, everyone wants like the steel curtain. Um, they do give up yards and touchdowns to wide receivers. So the question, the problem is, is like who in Detroit do we trust? Not really anybody. Um may, do we take. Is this kind of the route we go with Kyle Pitts and say like TJ Hawk is their best receiver? Maybe we look at some some TJ Hawk numbers. He's kind of started the season strong, kind of tail off a little bit. I mean, Khalif Raymond's been Goff's best receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't.
0: I, I don't know if I could recommend it. Uh, but Amon Ross St. Brown also thirty three and a half. Khalif thirty three and a half. As far as receptions, Amon Ross three and a half. Khalif two and a half. I'll people are smashing the hell out of this one minus one fifty five. So like. If someone's going to have a day, it's going to be probably Khalif Raymond. But uh, I don't know. We've we've done to, uh, enough here. Let's move on to Browns Patriots. Do we even want to open that up? I think you take the Dearness Johnson touchdown. Um, yeah. I think that was minus 110 when we looked at it. That's really the only thing. And then maybe if you're feeling it, Hunter Henry, he scored five touchdowns in the last six games. That's probably the only guy that I trust there. But you're waiting to see the health of Damian Harris uh, it sounds like Ramondre Stevenson and Harris did practice all week. If uh, if both those guys are out, uh, run away. It's going to be Brandon Bolden leading the team here. So it's going to probably be, this might be the lowest scoring game of the week. First to 13 wins kind of thing. Uh, we'll see. But let's get to a more exciting game. The Vikings and the LA Chargers. This one's in LA. Uh, I want to start with the QB prop bets first. Kirk Cousins, they have him going over one and a half touchdowns here, minus 165. Justin Herbert, they have him going under two and a half. So uh, roughly two touchdowns for both guys minimum. Uh, Let's take a look at the touchdown odds. Dalvin Cook, minus 140. Austin Eckler 120. Everybody else in this game is really good odds. So if you're going to bet on
1: Vikings and Chargers, Jesse, who sticks out for you? Yeah, this is – it's, it's a run it back it's a run it back week last week was the fluke week in my opinion so this is the week hopefully it's not two fluke weeks in, two fluke weeks in a row we like dalvin cook i mean this is an absolute smash spot for dalvin cook it's a run funnel defense last week Devonta Smith had himself a game it's like I, I don't get it but here we are so you take it you run it back again saying hey let's just we play we trust the process we play it out dalvin cook's gonna find himself the end zone the other side of the ball, Eckler's probably just as likely to score, but I do like this spot for Mike Williams. Um, I think we could find ourselves a little bounce back, Mike Williams' spot. He, he's, I think he's finally healthy again. I think last week was kind of like that first game back where he's like, Oh, I'm healthy again. I can, I can do this. And so I do like Mike Williams against a pretty bad defense mm-hmm. against the wide receiver. And they've given up.
0: Uh, the Vikings have given up ten wide receiver touchdowns so far. They rank sixth in giving up the most PPR points to wideouts. And then the uh, up here, the Chargers given up the fifth most running back points. Here they've allowed twelve touchdowns. So uh, if you're if you're interested in that parlay idea, you take Najee to score. You take Dalvin to score. Uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Jonathan Taylor. You make some parlays with those names. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where betting can be really stupid and kind of fish in a barrel easy. Um, so that's fun. I do like the Mike, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. We didn't really talk about Keenan Allen, but he was dinged up with a knee injury. They said that he's going to play, uh, but that just, I just, I hate it when a player is going into a game and you're kind of nervous about his, uh, especially a knee for a wide receiver of Keenan Allen's uh, ability. So I do like Mike Williams. Maybe it's a Mike Williams target hall game. Uh, if you're going to bet on a, so we talked about Devonta Smith off the air, having his way against this charger secondary Jefferson is he the guy here? He had the big play against the Ravens last week for the touchdown. Justin Jefferson plus one twenty five. There was also rumblings that they need to get him more involved in more targets. Uh, so I think it could be a Justin Jefferson
1: type game as well as a Dalvin Cook game. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean the Chargers have allowed four receiving touchdowns: Hunter Renfro, Rashard Higgins. Who else? I mean, last week we had Devonta Smith and it's just like Nico Hardman. So, I mean, I guess that is a little bit of that. That's the Jefferson mold. Um, I mean, I guess both these receivers kind of fit that style, that stylistic play. Um, yeah. We're talking about a game where Vikings are projected for 25 points, where they're going to come from. One of these guys is going to hit. It's probably going to be Jefferson. Um, um, keep an eye on Tyler Conklin.
0: Um, if we look at the tight end numbers allowed here, the chargers have given up five touchdowns to tight ends. That's And they give up the fifth most PPR points to the tight end position. And Conklin has, uh, he's been playing pretty well the last few weeks. So if you want a dark horse plus 225 here, Justin Herbert, man, he's been rushing for TDs uh, in, so far in his career. He's plus 330 if you're feeling super risky. Um, but I, I, I have a feeling the chances of a defensive touchdown in this game, Jesse, are are. If they feel good something weird will happen uh, <laughs> one of these defenses <laughs>
1: that's so how the overheads right there
0: and here's here's the thing you, you can take both you take the chargers to score and you take the vikings to score one of them hits you're covered you're gonna make money on both those bets so that's just kind of fun um but anyways let's take a peek at the rushing and the receiving totals um dalvin cook would you rather look at his combined over under or do you like 91 and a half
1: yeah, 91.5 is probably like a pretty good line. It's like, is he going to hit the 100-yard day? I mean, I think it's a good chance for the 100-yard day, so I don't hate it. Um, why am I looking at Donald Parham Jr. 11.5 here and thinking that's pretty fun? Um, I mean, yeah, he's getting, he's getting a couple targets every game, so, I mean, they use him. Um, I, I mean, I think there's going to come a point where he kind of like just keeps creeping. I mean, you can see the snaps versus Jerry Cook. He's eventually going to take over. Uh, next year.
0: Next year, like during the summer, he's going to be everyone's favorite breakout tight end, is he not? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, So we're looking. Oh, I just got a Twitter bomb from Schefter. Robert Woods tore his ACL at practice on Friday.
1: (gasps) Oh. Oh my gosh.
0: You heard it here first. We're not live right now, so you're going to be watching this. You probably already heard this, but um, on the same day, the team signed Odell Beckham Jr. Rams. Robert Woods tore his ACL at practice on friday so van jefferson lives um wow we have never had a bomb like that on uh on a show before that's pretty crazy so bob Woods tore his acl um instant, instant reactions here is odell beckham now a well even like with robert woods odell beckham was a guy that probably would be on benches at least that first game or two he's a fringe wide receiver three Now he's got the ceiling to maybe be a wide receiver too and just pick up on those Woods targets. But uh, I actually, I I really like Van Jefferson still here as teams are going to be really focused on Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham. I think Van Jefferson's a sneaky play,
1: but uh, what are your thoughts, man? Like, what do we do? Um, That is crazy. Uh, You know, I like Van Jefferson. Uh, He's kind of a guy who... They, th- they thought was gonna be kind of a yak guy, but he's he's got or just like a deep ball. I mean, he's got it all. He's got the whole package. When you like really break his film down, he's a really good route runner. I don't remember the team, but there was a wide receiver coach who it was like a pregame. And he was looking at Van Jefferson and he went up and asked him some things because he was kind of the way he was running routes was like he was doing things that he hadn't seen. And so Van Jefferson kind of does his own thing, mm-hmm. and he's he's kind of an un, you know doing things the untraditional outside the box, and it's working. So really curious to see how he develops as a receiver down the road. Um, yeah, I think this opens the door for him a lot. And Odell Beckham from that perspective, it's how's he gonna mesh with Stafford? You know, how's he gonna like come into this team? Is he gonna come in and want to embrace, you know, the Rams style of football, or is he gonna be uh, I'm not getting enough looks, get me out of here. You know, what how's his attitude gonna be? So Man. Van Jefferson Monday night's gonna be a
0: smash. Yeah, that's going to be an easy play. Uh, but uh, on to back to the touchdown bets here. We're we're going about 30 minutes. Do you still have another 5-10 minutes, Jesse?
1: Uh, yeah, I got yeah, I 5-10 minutes here. All
0: right. So real quick, Cardinals, James Conner, minus 135. Add them to that parlay list of running backs that are probably going to score for sure. Uh, I think this might be the last opportunity to get Christian McCaffrey at plus 125. It's going to be fun to see what this offense looks like with Cam Newton in the future. Uh, but I think PJ Walker can get them to the, at least the red zone at least two times in this game. If they get close, McCaffrey's going to be the guy there. Um, so if you're going to bet on anybody in this game, Connor McCaffrey plus 125.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, those are two safe ones. I mean, Murray Hopkins game time decisions again. So it's like, you know, you kind of, it's a latency, latency. Well, last minute Kyler Murray rushing touchdown. Um, Christian Kirk is kind of an interesting guy. He's, especially if Hopkins doesn't play, 225 is kind of an enough long enough odds where I like it. DJ Moore. Um man started so hot this year but has just cooled off. And with PJ Walker who's got a career forty four percent completion rate. Hard to trust him throwing touchdowns unless it's gonna be quick dump offs. Um so yeah I think McCaffrey's the safe bet. Connor's a safe bet in this one. Um I don't even want to look at the
0: running and receiving numbers for this. Uh McCaffrey 39 and a half. He could be dumped off quite a bit. We do have one full game from PJ Walker last year, but it was against the Lions, so I don't really know how accurate that was. But DJ Moore went seven for one twenty seven yards, so there is a outside chance that he just locks on to DJ Moore. Um, and again, PJ Walker's been in this system for two years. I'm not going to be surprised if if PJ Walker uh, has a good game in this one. But we'll we'll kind of move on here. There's probably uh, some more exciting games to take a peek at here. So let's go to, I don't know about exciting, but Broncos and Eagles. Um, What what do we do with this one? Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Do we want to play whack-a-mole with the running backs? Do you like, for me, again, like we talked off the air, but the Broncos are missing three starting offensive linemen. Like, I don't care what team you are. That's going to ding their output through the running game. Maybe they're more pass heavy this week. So as we look at this, there's nobody that's guaranteed to score in this game. Uh, so who sticks out? I like Noah Fant. I don't know what your
1: thoughts are, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, Devonta Smith had kind of a breakout game against the arguably the best team against receivers. So if you like Devonta's talent, plus two ten in a game where this you know what are we looking at for over unders? You know, couple scores each team twenty one twenty three. So where do these touchdowns come from? Um, yeah, one of these running backs is going to fall into the end zone for the Eagles. Uh, and Denver kind of has a lot of different options to go to. So it's like for touchdown props, it's hard to really like kind of pinpoint who the guy is. Noah font feels like a good play at plus 200 coming back from the COVID list. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, and you pick your poison on this one.
0: So the Eagles are the worst team against the tight end. No team has allowed more touchdowns to the tight end than the Eagles. Uh, so that's a fun spot. The Broncos very stingy. So like, pump the brakes on Dallas Goddard in pretty much any fantasy format here. Uh, the Broncos are yet to allow a defensive or to allow a tight end touchdown and they just limit, uh, the output for receptions and yards. So I'm nervous there. The Eagles are pretty stingy against the wide receiver. Um, so that's something to monitor there. Uh, And the Broncos are also pretty stingy here. So I, I, I don't know this game feels like this is a, a nice Western rock fight here. Um, Honestly, I don't know if I could pick – I don't know if I could pick a single player um, in this one that feels good. Maybe Jordan Howard. If Jordan Howard's my best call, what are we really
1: doing here? Um, yeah, kind of a <clears> – <throat> from a touchdown perspective, probably a fade game. I mean, if this is the week Javante gets the takeover, it's going to come at some point. You know, plus 170 is not a bad shot. The Eagles do – you know, they do give up the yards and touchdowns to the running backs. Um I will I always
0: take Jerry Judy's overs 65 and a half and five and a half catches. That's six for 70. That's kind of right in line with him. Uh, I think if, if I'm going to do anything, I'd rather get into some more of these uh, statistic prop bets, touchdowns. Uh, I, I Jalen hurts rushing touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for Javante. I want, I want to see more Javante. He proved last week that he can, Uh, He can do more uh, than what Melvin Gordon does with his touches. So maybe that's the play, Uh, but we'll move on. We'll move on here. Um, What do we got next? Seattle and the Packers. Russell Wilson is back. Chris Carson is not back. I just want to check on these QB props real quick. They don't have Rogers numbers in here, but he's probably going to be loaded up in the next few hours once he gets uh, like fully activated by the Packers here. So touchdown bets. Uh, this might be your last chance to get some reduced numbers on Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, but I'm looking at DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Can we, can both of these guys score tomorrow? I think it feels really good for both, for
1: both to score. I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, Packers defense as well as anybody, uh, they give, they give up touchdowns through the air. I mean, we'll, this, this game is going to be like, I, it's got like a shootout, spicy shootout potential. Doesn't it with Rogers coming back? I mean, I think he's going to be ready to kind of, you know, he's got that a lot on his shoulders right now. I think he's ready to kind of let one loose. Russell Wilson's back. You know, he's going to be fired up. Well, I like, what's Russell Wilson's prop at? One and a half. One and a half.
0: He's going over. He's, he's probably hitting three touchdowns tomorrow. Um, so I, I think it's wise for us to recommend DK it. Uh, if you want a super sleeper, this is one of Russell Wilson's favorite players. His name is Freddie Swain. Super deep money, but I just any time that like I pop into a Russell Wilson press conference, he's like Freddie Swain, man. Freddie Swain's gonna do <laughs> like, it. It's weird. Like the few times that I popped into one on Twitter, Freddie Swain is in his mouth. So like uh, I, I like I like the 450 there. If you want something super deep, uh, but let's look at. The Packer, like Aaron Jones is probably, a, a, he's, it's been a while since he scored a touchdown, if I remember. Um, so he feels good, I guess, the Arizona game. But Devontae Aaron Jones, I really can't recommend uh, anybody else. But one of these days, just one time, it's going to be MVS week. And if I remember, Rodgers owes him, he said he owes him like four or five touchdowns yet. So MVS at home, if you're looking for some deeper sleepers there. But I don't know. Any other thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Aaron Jones week. It's one of the worst teams against running backs. So you feel pretty good about that one, especially, you know, could be receiving touchdown, honestly, in this one for him.
0: And I, I don't expect Seattle to be able to run the ball very well. Um, oddly enough, like Green Bay's defense, like it, it took time for people to respect it, but Green Bay's defense has – they, they've proven to be kind of bend but don't break. If teams get into the red zone, they do allow them to get you know the points. But for the most part, they I think they're like fifth or sixth in points allowed. So Green Bay's defense at home um, has been playing well. But I think there's there's just too much energy going into one game. You have Russell Wilson returning, Aaron Rodgers returning. There's just mm-hmm. too much electricity here where this game's probably going to be uh, – I'm glad this is America's Game of the Week. I think this one's going to be setting some records for probably some air airtime – So super fun game. Uh, Do we want to look at the rushing receiving numbers real quick? Um, They don't have they don't really don't have anything in there for the Packers um, with no Aaron Rodgers confirmation yet. But uh, DK Metcalf, 70 yards, Tyler Lockett, about 70 yards will do. Um, I don't know. Roll with the touchdown bets, I think. And then um, if I have you, let's uh, let's go with Chiefs Raiders just real quick. You know the names, you know the games. Tyreek Hill minus 120, Travis Kelsey minus 105. Any other Chiefs you're considering? It's probably Darren
1: Waller plus 165. What the hell? I was just about to say it's uh, it's tight end. It's Sunday night football, tight end fiesta. I don't know how Darren Waller 165 when you just smash that immediately because the Chiefs have given up six touchdowns to the tight ends on the year. Darren Waller is not going to stay quiet all season.
0: Uh, i like yeah. i like waller and i like jacobs those are both pretty easy for me i waller, waller at 165 like what is DraftKings doing
1: here um yeah. that's insane okay, um, man, 165 is easy that's that's gonna be one of my five
0: the chiefs, chiefs i really don't know what to tell you tyreek kelsey otherwise maybe daryl williams in this one that's really the only players that you should be considering um so we'll kind of just be quick on that one and then with we'll, we'll finish the the show here with real quick looking at the Rams and the 49ers Monday Night Fiesta we have Daryl Henderson Jr. at minus one twenty to score. Cooper Cup minus one twenty to score. Van Jefferson, where are you, my man? They probably took him off. They probably took. He fall. got removed. He got removed. They so Woods off. Yeah. We really can't, you know, give you guys too much information here on the Rams, but uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk is back. Um, Kittle's not really a touchdown guy. Uh, plus one eighty. I don't know if I can bank on him getting two in a row, but I. Brandon Ayuk, is is he back? Like, are we back with Ayuk now?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where just as the season goes on, he's getting more and more and more, um, which is what, you know, it's good for the 49ers offense as a whole if they can get him going. Um, really it helps the passing attack. Jimmy G's, you know, he's been competent, but it's going to be Trey Lance sooner than later, especially as the schedule softens up. But yeah, AU's coming back, so plus two hundred and sixty on that one. If you do like to take a little bit of a gamble on those deeper odds, I think that's a pretty good one. Looking at the rest of the odds for the week, um, just
0: I, I I didn't even hear a word you just said because I just remembered you traded for Christian McCaffrey and sent Robert Woods <laughs> yesterday, uh, and I was just like, oh my god! Um, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say. it. <laughs> oh man, interesting. Okay, well uh, congrats on that. Uh, but do I don't work. know. Man. I'm excited. It's week. It's week ten already. Like, what the, what the hell happened?
1: We have fantasy uh, playoffs in five weeks.
0: Yeah, man. It's fun. It's it's put up or shut up time now. If your team ain't doing it now, you need to shake things up. Add players off yeah. the waiver wires. Get your final push in. Um, and if you can't, if you don't have a good team, hang out and do some prop bets. Uh, but man, I'm just excited for tomorrow. Any final thoughts before we we sign out of here today?
1: It's uh, it's bounced back from last week, so we're just gonna, we're gonna run it back. Same thoughts, keep it going. Hopefully, some good football this week, and uh, it, yeah,
0: that's what I got. The bets feel good this week. I don't know, I got a good feeling 0 for 5 last week, 5 for 5 the week before, 1 for 5 the week before that. We're getting four, we're getting four or five listed here. But what we're gonna do is I'm gonna list pretty much anything that we talked about here. I, I queued it up here, we're gonna list a huge. I think I got 20 bets written down here, so choose your favorites. You don't have to choose our five, um, but I don't know. We'll uh, we'll try our best, and uh, I don't know. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday, good to go? Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys so no. much. Check out thefantasyfellowship.com, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.